What is up? Welcome to another episode of the Socially Inept Podcast. I'm Socially Inept, and today we're here to talk about aliens. So without further ado, I say that too much. Moving forward, um, my first story, which is going to be a segue into why I think that a lot of these stories are valid, comes from 1976. So back in 1976, there were these four dudes, and they went camping, and they were all like in their early 20s, like young guys, and they were going to go fishing. So they went out on their little canoe um, somewhere around like 3 in the morning. It's pretty late. Um, this is on their third night of this camping trip. And uh, they go out on this canoe, and all of a sudden they see this large light. And they're like, okay, that must be a, um, a plane or something. So let's flash a, let's flash a little something at it. So they, they pull out their flashlight and they're like, SOS. I don't know why they flash an SOS because I don't think that they were in immediate danger. But they flash an SOS at it. And next thing they know, they claim to have been enveloped, quote, in this hue, this light. And then they woke up back at their campsite with no remembrance of what had happened, no recollection, rather, of what had happened. Their fire was burned out, and they had no idea how they got from the water back to their campsite. So, that's pretty much the end of the story. That one doesn't have too much uh, details, but it's not. they're not alone. There's a lot of stories like that out there. So, almost every story, I've been reading a lot of these lately, I'm going, I'm going a little bit crazy, but... Almost every single story that you read, whether or not you think it has some validity or if you think the guy's like a total kook, guy or girl, or non-binary, if you think they're crazy and have no idea what they're talking about, they all seem to have the same general consensus or like general idea, which is like, there are these evil things that picked me up. And then they dropped me back off. I have no recollection of what happened. And I was really scared, terrified, and uncomfortable. And even the ones whenever they say they weren't abducted and they were just they just saw a UFO. Like I read once one of a woman who said that she made eye contact basically with a unidentified flying object. And then she was like having like a telepathic conversation with it or whatever, and it was saying I'm going to come back and kill you. I think that person might have just been schizophrenic. I don't know. But they all say the same thing. And basically that is that they were extremely uncomfortable and they felt as if they were unsafe. So this story, the second story, comes from a Reddit user who has remained anonymous. And they write, I was driving back home to Los Angeles with a friend of mine after visiting a family near Phoenix. We were headed west on Highway 58 just out of Barron, California to catch the 14. It was nighttime. We were jamming out to some music. And the next thing I know, I woke up looking around, realizing that I had pulled over on the side of the road and approximately three hours had passed. My buddy was fast asleep and I woke him up as we both had a psychological meltdown. We never spoke of this since. 
So as I said previously, a lot of these stories share that same common theme of a lot of time passed and we had no idea. So I find this really fascinating because a lot of science says that most of the time whenever people have abduction experiences, it is a symptom, I guess, or a an example of sleep paralysis. So they're experiencing sleep paralysis and then they're blaming that on you know blaming their abduction not blaming their abduction but that's what it is their abduction is a symptom of sleep paralysis they're waking up during their sleep paralysis having their sleep paralysis and instead of seeing a demon or whatever some robed woman they're being abducted by aliens and I actually experienced that myself and I want to chalk it up to sleep paralysis so I do um but whenever it's cases like this, I, I have a hard time believing that's what it was, being as there were two people involved, one of which was driving a car, and they were in the middle of listening to loud music. The guy saying he was wide awake, and then woke up three hours later on the side of the road. The weird thing about that story was it has no, like, tie to aliens. Like, he didn't say, like, and yeah, and I saw a light, or I saw gray people. None of that. He just says that he was driving up the road, and then woke up on the side of the road three hours later. So while those are interesting, when I get to this next story, I think that you'll be even more fascinated because this happens to be the first abduction story of all time. So Betty and Barney Hill were a couple back in 1961 that were driving back from a vacation at Niagara Falls and... All of a sudden, they saw some sort of really bright light up in the sky, just like all the other stories that I've been mentioning. And um, they got out of the car, you know, to check it out. And they were like, all right, you know, it's nothing, whatever. It's probably just a star or something. So they got back in the car and kept driving. And then some time down the road, it got closer and actually started to hover above their car. And they noticed it was some sort of spacecraft. So... Barney got out with his gun and decided he was going to, I guess, you know, confront whomever it was. And he saw some figures in the window, some like humanoid figures, and they communicated to him, stay where you are and keep looking, which is a creepy thing for anyone to have to hear. Um, So as anyone would, they ran back to the car and got in and he was like, we got to go. They're trying to take us. So all of a sudden, the car started vibrating, and they felt like a tingling sensation throughout their bodies. And the next thing they knew, they returned 35 miles away from where they had initially been with little to no recollection of what had happened. And they were obviously freaked out, so they went home. And uh, when they got home, they noticed a few things. A, some of their memories were coming back, so they started to kind of try to like draw up what had happened and recollect the series of events in chronological order. And um, they also noticed some weird stuff like their watches wouldn't work anymore. Like they'd replace batteries. Their watches still wouldn't work. And uh, Barney felt a strong inclination to look at inside his pants uh, and see what was going on in the bathroom. Um, and he found nothing interesting, this article notes. But... Um, a few days later, they were contacted by the Air Force, and the Air Force gave him an interview, 
and pretty much said, well, what you saw was the planet Jupiter. And, of course, they couldn't be convinced because they recall being abducted by aliens. They recall, you know, being taken into, like, an operation room and all this crazy stuff with humanoid figures and such. So sometime down the road, probably, like, 10 days or to a month, Betty starts having these really, really vivid dreams about the abduction. And they differ from their memories of the abduction. However, these dreams are really vivid, so she felt like she was being communicated to somehow by these beings. Um, so those dreams are crazy or whatever. Then sometime down the road, they decide they're going to go do some hypnosis sessions because everyone's like, no, you're not telling the truth. And they were firm believers in hypnosis, the entirety of the town, and I guess, you know, if this made national news. So they go to hypnosis, and whenever they put Barney under, he pretty much gets really, really emotional and starts freaking out and tells them everything that he saw, and it's super believable, and he, he really sells the idea that he saw these beings, that they operated on him and then dropped him back off at his house. And they said that they were from Zeta Ridiculi. That was their race. And, um, yeah, so then they put uh, Betty under, and she pretty much had the exact same recollection as him. Although, when she was under, she didn't talk, she didn't sound at all like what she saw in her dreams. She more so sounded like what. Barney described, which in my opinion gives it more validity, the fact that their stories line up whenever they're in a state of hypnosis. I mean, I think that's pretty cool, but, um, so the, the guy that put him under hypnosis, he pretty much speculated that the recollection, the recollection of the encounter was possibly a fantasy that was inspired by her dreams, but I, I don't, I don't support this because, I mean, the same argument that Barney gave was, well, yeah, that's fine that she had dreams about it, but also we had very similar recollection without even, like, communicating to one another. Like, we were in separate rooms being hypnotized. There's no way that we could have given the exact same story when under a state of hypnosis. So, yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, they talked about a specific alien race that abducted them. They were gray aliens um, that wore black suits and black hats and they communicated telepathically. And people who I should assume have never read the story of Betty and Barney Hill still tell very, very similar stories. And I think the synchronicity throughout all of these stories makes you kind of wonder, you know, which ones are valid and which ones aren't. I'm not saying that every person that says this stuff's not a kook, because I'm sure that they are. I'm sure you might think I'm a kook for believing it, but that's not to say that... uh these people don't seem to have some some very, very valid points and, and seem extremely, they have conviction when they speak, you know? I mean, they don't just, like, talk about it like they're trying to get attention. They really, really seem like this happened, and it, it really freaks them out, so. So, last but not least, perhaps the most interesting and eccentric of the um, UFO stories that I have for you today is... This dude, he's a Russian politician named, um, I can't really pronounce his name, Kirsan Ilumshinov, maybe? Um, so he was like, he basically said, yo, I got abducted, and they asked him about it, and he said, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I was taken from my apartment in Moscow to the spaceship, and we went to some star. After that, I asked, please bring me back, because the next day I should be in whatever that place is. Uh, Kalmykia. And they said, oh, no problem, Kirsan. You have time. And uh, soon after, he was like, they are people like us. They have the same mind, the same vision. I have talked with them. I understand that they are not alone in the whole world. We are not unique. The ship was absolutely enormous. One of its chambers was the size of a football pitch. We landed on one side of the planets and picked up some piece of equipment. They told me everything in detail. Um, so, I mean, this dude sounds like he's super crazy. But, I mean, he really did go missing for a little while, and his administration said that they couldn't find him, and then he kind of miraculously appeared back his, at his uh, apartment. But, um, what do you think? I don't know if a uh, Russian politician could be abducted by aliens without it making national news, but perhaps it could. So, anyway, a fun uh, sort of sidebar, I guess, to round out this episode. That's all I got today. Um, kind of a shorter one, but maybe more episodes like this in the future. Thanks for listening. See ya.